Hello. Hello. Right off the back of week two, because as I said, motor. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody right now is out having fun by the beach in Malta with like a cocktail or something. Hello, future me. Except it won't be as relaxing because we're taking all three kids. Yeah. But we are visiting a winery and we've got horse riding. But the stables are doing, the older two are on horses. Mm -hmm. One of us is going to ride with them. Yeah. The other's going to ride in a cart with the youngest. Okay. And then halfway through the trip, the adult gets to switch. Oh, that's really good. I was going to say, you're not going to be in the cart if you don't get to switch. (laughs) (laughs) Has um, the middle one ridden before? Because I know the oldest. She was very, very young. Uh, Okay. So yeah, oh, looking for. Oh, that. I need a horse again. I wish they were not so expensive. I know, <laughs> I miss it so much. I keep thinking, like now that I've got my new job doing teaching, <laughs> I keep thinking, like I'll have some time and I could actually go yeah. take riding up again because I'll actually have the time to do it. I know that sounds really counterintuitive <laughs> for teaching, but it's a part-time contract exactly. so that I can do other things. Um, I mean. Yeah, we have got part three of the Claudia Brenner and Rebecca White case. We've done it, guys. We're at the end, and hopefully some justice is going to be dished out. We'll see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, off the back of last week for you, five minutes ago for us, um, <laughs> Stephen Roycar has just been arrested by Denny and the SWAT team. Um uh, although the police wanted Carr on suspicion of murder and attempted murder, they didn't think they had enough evidence yet, so they didn't want to lose their ability to arrest him for that charge if they couldn't get it to stick, if you yeah. know what I mean, like that double jeopardy thing. Yeah. So they were explaining their investigation of him as being due to another charge as a fugitive of the state of Florida to incriminate him in Rebecca's like, they were kind of expecting he would probably drop himself in it whilst they're okay, investigating yeah. that. And that would incriminate him in Rebecca's murder and Claudia's okay, attack. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's a bit confusing, but I think we're there. Um, so, he's been arrested because of being a fugitive, but they also want to try and get him to incriminate himself. Um, Carr was taken to the police, uh, the state police department in Carlisle. And by the time Don arrived, he'd been read his Miranda rights and refused a lawyer, which is silly. That really is. Always get a lawyer. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. He was now being... I mean, I'm glad he didn't. I know, but... yeah. It's like, go fuck up more, Roy. Yeah, please, please. keep on fucking up. Yeah. But I don't know why you're... I called him Roy. That's his middle name. <laughs> Stephen. Stephen Roy Carr. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're not him and you're not a scummy trash bag human, get a lawyer. Yeah. If you're innocent, definitely get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was now being questioned by Matt O'Brien and John Holtz. Okay. Um, Carr told them that since fleeing Florida whilst on parole, uh, I looked it up, he had convictions ranging from grand larceny to robbing the elderly. What? Yeah, during which he'd stabbed an 80-year-old woman. Uh, what? Yeah. How could you... What? Just like, you piece of scum. No, you human, what? like, sack. He's a human sack. He is a human sack. How can you stab a sweet 80-year-old woman? I, I mean, even if just... she's, like, cussing you out at the time because you're robbing her. Yeah. Don't stab her. No, it's horrible. Yeah. Wow. So he had, like, skipped Florida. Um... And he'd been living in the woods, subsisting off the land by hunting. Notice how he's always as well going after people, it seems, that are in a vulnerable or in vulnerable positions. Oh, yeah. He can't bear to stand up to somebody who might be able to give him, Fight like... Fight back yeah. at all. Yep. Um, he claimed that when he woke up on the 13th of May, he realised he'd been robbed. His gun had been stolen and he'd been... <gasps> Camping on the Appalachian Trail, what poor luck. How awful that you were robbed, which you weren't, yep. when you go around robbing the elderly. I know, yeah. Even if that had happened, a come as a bitch. Yeah. yeah. So, car like, as a bitch as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> I really, like, karma should get his ass. Yep. Um, car also stated that he had seen two girls in a campsite. Also, oh, it's like, horror. Yeah. Also, it's like, they're fucking women, mate. I um, call everyone girls of their <laughs> age, but... <yeah. laughs> I mean, they're like late 20s, early 30s. I still call myself a girl yeah. and my friend's girl. <laughs> um, yeah, he said he'd seen them but in yeah. a campsite. But there's also that so- certain person who will yeah. definitely do it to... Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. 
right. Um, and he described them as being buck naked. Okay. Yeah, but then not just naked. Oh no, they're buck naked. But apparently they left, and that was but it. He never, never saw them again. No. <laughs> but to him, I guess they they're just as like well, they're, just, they're not yeah. actual people. Exactly. Um, he claimed that the first he knew of the shooting was seeing it on the six o'clock news <laughs> at his aunt's house on the fourteenth. Did he black out? Apparently, yeah. Um, oh, Carr had then, that. which again, it's like. This is not, these are not the actions of an innocent man, Carr. No. Carr had then travelled to the Condeguinet Creek. I don't know if I'm saying that <laughs> right. Condeguinet, I think. Condeguinet. I don't know, that's... <laughs> Condeguinet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that weird accent. Um, yeah, he then floated down it in a metal tub that he found. What? Which he what did... For- Where <laughs> the, the, the metal tub was just lying about? Yeah. And it was... Yeah. It was stream-worthy. Apparently. <laughs> so he floated down the creek in that for two days. Two days? Two days. Uh, forgive me, <laughs> the Appalachian Trail and where he's gone... Yeah. It's warm there, right? Yes. So if he's in a metal tub on a stream for two days, that's gonna fucking burn you. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, he did actually do this though. What? But yeah, he did no. float down the creek for two days before, or like he floated down the creek at least for some period of time, <laughs> um, before getting out in Cumberland County where the Mennonites were. Okay. Mrs. Weaver had helped Carr get ashore, and he had like fabricated an identity. And was she him, not like, why the fuck are you floating <laughs> down the creek in a metal bath? <laughs> I don't know. He made up like a hard luck story. It's and a then, hard um, luck life for me. Car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he asked if he could stay with them in exchange for labour. And bless them, they agreed and like clothed him. They like outfitted him in some boots that he was like working to pay That's back. That's so sweet I of know. them. I know. And like, they let him use their barn for like a bedroom. He completely, absolutely shat all over their like generosity and kindness and good nature. I know, yeah. Um, They're not going to be so trusting of the next down on their luck. Person that floats down the creek. <laughs> but yeah, this, this story of cars, it didn't quite fit with the officers knowing he'd been at the uh the golden's house the family in shippenburg yeah. overnight on the 13th no um, that's a, that's a big glaring like yeah discrepancy yeah so the officers told car the good news that his <laughs> stolen gun had been found i bet he shot himself <laughs> oh yeah but they said that it had been found at the scene of a murder and car instantly started crying and then what? he was. That's he, why it got stolen. Oh yeah, officer. he burst into tears and started saying, "I always have bad luck." <laughs> like maybe don't be an asshole. Yeah, you're making your own bad luck. Your mate. karma is coming back to you. Yeah, karma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he was just suffering from terrible bad luck. Yeah. Um, and Holtz then asked Carr directly if he'd seen the girls after the morning of the Friday. And when Carr said no, Holtz looked him in the eyes and said, one of them lived. And he, he started <gasps> crying harder. That's amazing. I'm sorry, that is just an amazing, like, line and, like, yeah, fuck you to just like, him. mic drop. Boom. Boom. I'm out of here, Carr. Yeah. Well, that is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I see, wish I could have seen his face. I know. But, like, no, not really seeming innocent. Really? At this point. But yeah, Carr then said, if I tell you the truth, you'll put me away for a long time. I should have run. They they still need to know the truth. And you did run. Yeah, exactly. You you floated you down the, the creek. Mennonites. Con- you can't exactly. say that word. You can't say that word. <laughs> so the officers, like, they kind of changed tack a little bit. They started being really sympathetic towards him. Oh, no, we don't want to put you away forever, yeah. mate. We know exactly. that you're hard on your life. And they were like, oh, could it have been an accident? And he was like, yeah, it was an accident. A tragic hunting accident where he'd mistaken them for deer. Well, that's because they were buck naked. What do you exactly. expect? Yeah, but... <laughs> people running around naked they look just like wildlife they look like bucks yeah why they're buck naked yeah he's a dick <laughs> he's a moron um car agreed to uh show the police also where he said he'd hidden the gun but they'd already found it i yeah i i don't know <laughs> i uh, no they hadn't found his gun they'd found the the bullet casings uh, okay. so yeah it's a bit I odd thought they there. said it's good luck because your gun's been found yeah they did but then 
I don't know. Maybe he's. I Maybe he's just like I'll show you where it was hidden in case there's anything around there. Yeah. But they're just like, mate. But no, he does show them where the actual gun is. So maybe they're just bullshitting him. Yeah, bullshitting him, and he's that stupid yeah. that he's like, oh no. Yeah. But yeah, um, I actually hadn't noticed that discrepancy. Yeah. <laughs> Can tell I was tired writing <laughs> yeah. some of this up. Um, <laughs> Isn't like how you normally like quiz me and pin me down on my yeah. cases. And he was like, oh my god, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm glad you noticed it because I definitely, our listeners would have done and been like, ah, uh. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he agreed to show the police where he'd hidden the gun. Yeah. And en route, like Holtz kept like chatting to him, lowering his guard. Yeah. Before then asking him if he'd really seen them kissing and <laughs> Carr stupidly admitted that he had. Wow. Yeah. He hasn't got his brain. I don't know what on. deer you see that like start kissing each other, but... Att- yeah. 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 Um, and have a tent. You know. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> those opposable hooves. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Because deer have got um, cloven hooves, don't they? They're not like horses. No, yeah, they're cloven. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Kyra admitted he had seen them kissing. And he also um, said that staying with the Mennonites had been really grossed out because um, they had, like, the same sexes would, like, kiss each other. I don't know whether like oh, on the no. cheek or yeah, and he was like, "Oh, that's that's manky." No, apparently you know, it should be like stoic, straight old yeah, just a men smack on the back. <laughs> you, you can't touch oh god, the yeah. same sex at all. Like nope, no, can't no. even be too near them. No, that's yeah. that's too exactly. gay. Exactly, two men going out in a car together without a woman there's gay. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Also, just for a disclaimer, we do not believe this. No, this is just a <laughs> we are definitely ribbing and shitting on him because yeah. he's such a pleb. Yep. So yeah, he thought the Mennonites were kind of gross as well, but then he but he's staying with them, and they're not as gross as him. Yeah, exactly. Nobody is as gross as you. Like, what's that whole saying? Like, if you point a finger, there's four pointing, three pointing back. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you um, look in the mirror, mate. Yeah. But he also then went on to laugh about how the girls he saw were quote doing more than that. But they were well, okay. They were like yeah. cuddling and being yeah. a little bit handsy. It get it's gross. Car says he saw them eating each other out. But no, how when they've got clothes on? Exactly. Yeah. And even if he did, look the fuck away. Yeah. If you're that disgusted, maybe move away from. Well, it. you know, even if you're not disgusted and you're aroused, fucking stop looking. Yeah. It's also, a private yeah. Moment. Even if you like it, don't. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just if in doubt. Look away. Yeah, if no leave. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know Homer as he goes into this um yes. <laughs> Do that. Exactly, yeah. If you see anyone doing something that you would if someone like walked in on you doing, you'd be like, ah, stop. <laughs> yeah. Well like you know, you teach kids, don't stare. Yeah. Yeah, just a good life rule. Yeah. Um So yeah, after Carr's gun was retrieved, ballistics matched the gun to the bullets used in the attack. And Carr was now charged with murder. Yes. <laughs> yep. On June 23rd, so like a month and a bit after, um, the first formal hearing took place. But that would require Claudia to be like feet from Carr. Bless oh, her. Oh, they always, it's not fair. It's like um, on my last case. Yeah. And they were like literally feet I know. away from the guy who it attacked It feels him. like not enough is done to protect the victims from yeah. the person. I. Yeah, um, she was suffering severely from the trauma um, of just the, the whole ordeal. Her medical complications were ongoing due to her broken and cracked teeth. Oh. Like even chewing pureed vegetables or tofu was painful. I don't know how I would manage to even see the person who, mm. if they ever hurt Josh or the kids. Yeah. But then to have to see them and then get to see how much they have also damaged you, yeah. I think would just destroy me. Exactly. Like, and them sort of be able to think, I've ruined your life. Yeah. Like, and probably have some sick pleasure in yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I'm, <clears throat> she's so strong, Claudia mm-hmm. is, but yeah. I just, I can't imagine. I know, that. yeah. She also, understandably, wasn't sleeping. No um, shit. Yeah. The, just like the images she'd get behind her eyelids prevented her from even sleeping enough to have nightmares. Oh my I God. I know. Like, like that's what she said. Life is too much of a nightmare to even yeah. that you have a nightmare. nightmares. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So. My soul hurts. I know. Claudia had also kind of clung on to her Jewish faith because she was Jewish. Okay. And she'd never been overly orthodox. 
before. Yeah. Um, but she, like, actually took some comfort in it and sort of used it to try to heal. She sat Shiva for seven days, which is the like a Jewish period of mourning. Okay, yeah. Um, and it involves, nice. like, burning candles, covering all the mirrors in the house. Aww. Yeah, and wearing a torn strip of clothing or cloth. Um, to symbolise the tear in the mourner's heart for his or her loss. I mean, that sounds like a really lovely, like, ritual. Yeah, I know. In traditional just... communities, um, a person's, like, actual clothing near their heart may be torn. Oh and, like, God. she actually did tear, like, her proper clothes. Oh. Yeah, so... But everything was getting, like, harder to bear as time went on rather than healing. Yeah. Oh getting teary again um the 23rd was a tuesday a thursday sorry <laughs> i can't see through my eyes being filled with tears uh, it was it's a thursday begin with tea. yeah it was a thursday i don't know why i always put the day of the week if i can but i like to know it it just fits yeah i like I to kind of have that sort of sort of register in your brain of like okay it's this day of the week yeah and the courthouse was filled with members of the public as well as like all of the legal people yeah when Claudia entered uh Carr's lawyer was a man named Michael George and when Carr entered the room he was in leg irons and handcuffs escorted by two guards like good, good. good. I hope they're on tight yeah um he sat head in hand looking bored and vacant Oh, yeah. How boring. Yeah. You know, your life must be now that you've successfully yeah. destroyed two others. Mm-hmm. And all the fallout for everyone that knew them as well. Yep. Claudia, like, remembers thinking that actually he just was really unimpressive as a person. And, like, that's a burn. That is. <laughs> like, you're unimpressive. You, <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you needed your big guns and all your bravado to do yep. this. But you, without all of that, you're just yeah. nothing. I know, yeah. Apparently he was quite a tall man as well, and the prison jumpsuit was like too short for his arms and Good. legs. I and hope I feel his like, yeah. arms and legs were chilly, and I hope yeah. it was tight in the crotch. Yeah, I hope that. Up his arse. Exactly. I hope it chafed. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like you know when you put on like something that is too <laughs> short like, and tight, your arms kind of like stick out a bit, and you're like, <laughs> you get a wedgie. And yeah. Just like, ha. yeah, I hope that jumpsuit like was cutting and him in half. Sounds really nice material. They no. shouldn't be. No. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he had to wear that same jumpsuit for his whole prison yeah, sentence. Yeah. Um, his lawyer, George, just for reference, that's his last name. Um, okay. Because I kept getting confused. I was like, George? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Michael George. So George is his last name. Um, entered a not guilty plea to the court. It's like, mate, you fucking admitted it to the police. Yeah. Uh, they claimed that Carr hadn't meant to be shooting at the women, but had mistaken them for deer. But that would still mean that you are guilty. I guess it's more so like manslaughter then, isn't it? But surely you would enter a guilty of manslaughter as opposed to I I'm guess, not guilty. I guess, yeah. I guess they're refuting him being charged with murder. But, okay. Yeah. Um, Don Blevins. So Don. Is this Don? Yeah, yes. Don. <laughs> I love his court. But he was able to refute the likelihood of that claim, though when he gave an account of the crime scene investigation. Go, Don! Yeah, because of the window through the brush that Carr had shot the women through. Yep. Um, it was a two foot or less off the ground, and Don stated that, in his experience, he'd never been aware of any two foot tall deer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you like... don't tend to hunt their legs. No, not really. <laughs> so it's like, go, Don! I mean, you know, round here you could have the munchaks, but... <laughs> yeah, I just love how that feels yeah. just sarcastic. Just like an absolute sarcastic, just like, you absolute idiot. Yeah. Um, the defence then had a second argument, though. Re- Why did you need more than one argument if that was the correct argument know, the first exactly. time? Exactly. They referred to the relationship between Claudia and Rebecca, saying but that are they now admitting that they he knew he, that they were well, that's here. the fucking thing. They said that Carr had been provoked by their wanton lesbian acts. Those damn lesbian like, dear. No, this directly <laughs> contradicted their first claim. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless they are claiming that they're lesbian dears <laughs> and that have a ground mat. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So it's like 
What are you doing? Like, the defence was clearly floundering. It's like Shipman's defence, wasn't it? It was just like, I didn't sexually assault her, but I should be actually put away for being a sexual, like, predator that's yeah, mentally ill. Yeah, exactly. Just like... I didn't sexually assault her, but if I had, I'd be mentally ill, so yeah. could you go with that, please? I didn't yeah. shoot them, because they were deer. If they weren't deer... They were lesbians. They were lesbians. <laughs> I knew that it was one or the other, Your Honour. Lesbians or deer, and I went for I it. I hate the both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do not. That was obviously no. him. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Role playing. Role playing him. Um, Carr didn't talk through the whole hearing. Not a single word. Dear, got his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the judge in the case uh, seemed. If Please not, tell me he wasn't a cunt. Oh no, he seemed, oh, if God. not like directly sympathetic to Rebecca and Claudia as lesbians, then like he was neutral. He was. He's a, just like yeah, people. He wasn't a homophobe. Yay! And that made Claudia. No, you should have to cheer that. I know. Yay. Yeah. Um, it made Claudia's prosecution team feel like much more optimistic. Yeah. Uh, the whole experience though was opening up older and new wounds for Claudia as it went on. Oh, mm. it's gonna make me cry. Every piece of evidence in every discussion, every time Claudia had to recount things, Rebecca got more and more dead. Oh. Um, she found just like the awkwardness of every tense. Rebecca lives, lived there. We are, were lovers. Painful and just like a continual so reminder of loss. And what oh. a poetically devastating way of putting it. Yeah. Every time she became more dead. Just, yeah. Oh God. It's just like this case, like in reading Rebecca, uh, Claudia's book, just it so just puts you in her position i'm guessing as well at court she's going to be learning things that she didn't know and having mm, to sit yeah. through and hear and, and what he did and what yeah bless her mm-hmm. yeah i feel so much for her yeah so depression for claudia set in no shit yeah but claudia's therapist was really reassuring that if I suppose it is kind of reassuring, the acute crisis she was feeling would not last forever because the human body just can't sustain that state. As time went on, though, the therapist did seem to be right. Um, every now and then, as the summer wore on, Claudia would get like glimmers of normalcy and relief. Which then's got to also yeah. make you feel so oh, yeah. guilty. Um, Overall, yeah, the months as they passed absolutely sucked. Yeah. Yeah. She found herself unable to control the pain every Friday. Like she mentally relived their day, and at six p.m. Because it happened on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. And at six p.m. marked Rebecca's time of death, like in her mind. Yeah. But slowly, at the same time, as Claudia retold the story time and time and time again, and as time kept passing, it did start to have less power over her. And the more she realised she was regaining some sense of safety again, like it was finally starting to become a memory. Um, and this didn't take away the pain of it, but she was managing to like heal slightly and incorporate that into her worldview. It yeah. was something that happened. It wasn't going to necessarily be her life forever. Um, but what made the pain harder? And again, <laughs> I might end up crying was the fact that though they were no longer together, Claudia and Rebecca had never broken up. Yeah. Claudia was still in love with her. Uh, and she says that the love kept pouring out of me but and spilling on the ground. I had to break up with her alone. Oh. Uh, so, She's yeah. such a poet. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys, have a quick tear break <laughs> so that I can carry on reading. I just, yeah, I can't imagine just that. You're to not together, but yeah, you're not in a relationship with them, but you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she drove down one day in August to help clear Rebecca's room out at her sister Evelyn's. Oh, no. Yeah, Rebecca had um, lived with Evelyn. And obviously, Evelyn was dreading doing that, as was Claudia. Um,. And um, Evelyn and Rebecca's mum came as well. But the women actually found, like, some release in that. Um, they ended up, like, laughing together and trying on Rebecca's clothes that were too small for them <laughs> and, like, messing about a bit, um, dividing up Rebecca's belongings amongst them as keepsakes and ultimately just, like, crying and laughing together. Ugh. So I think, yeah, they found that kind of... 
like sharing that and turning it into yeah yeah, and not just being devastated by it but finding so being able to remember her life and how she was yeah um yeah in september evelyn moved into a new place Claudia got a part-time architect job as a drafter and she made plans to finish her masters. Oh. So yeah, her life was continuing. Oh, which I think sometimes the hardest thing for survivors, isn't it? Is yeah. when your life does. Yeah, and actually carrying on is painful because you're leaving them behind. Yeah. So, yeah. You think you're having to rewrite your whole future. Yeah, when you shouldn't have had to. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, her prosecution had decided to file a motion to prevent the defence from introducing evidence of the women's relationship. So they wanted to block them from utilising yeah. the gay panic defence. Um, on the 19th of September, the no grounds for provocation motion was argued at a hearing. George tried to object as they had wanted to bring in abuse that Carr had suffered as a child. Um, he'd suffered physical and sexual abuse growing up. Okay, but like that's me saying I've suffered abuse because mm. of guys. That gives me free reign to go and shoot any guy. I yeah, see. Well, that's the thing. And like, apparently, he'd also been raped in prison previously. But yeah, it's like that is no one should go through that. That no. is sad, and I can feel sorry for him as a child going through that well, and it affecting yeah. him. But that doesn't. He still chose to shoot it's them like he not... chose to follow them it's not yeah. he didn't stumble across them and i'm not saying this would have been better but it would fit better into his defense it's not like he stumbled across them and within five minutes had shot them and no. that was it was like oh my god i panicked yeah he tracked like them. i was triggered yeah he tracked them all day and <laughs> it's like with serial killers and stuff like that a lot of them have suffered horrific childhood abuse Ooh. which yeah god i feel sorry for the kid that yeah went and we that. know that it alters brain chemistry and brain makeup but, but that does not let you have an excuse to go on and yeah fuck up other people exactly lives. yeah right that like, it drives me mad it'd be like me saying it doesn't matter what i do to anyone else because i've been abused yeah exactly the yeah, the judge judge spicer <laughs> that is a cool i name. know yeah he should have his own tv show like judge judy <laughs> <laughs> um he made a ruling that the defence could bring up as evidence only the sexual activity that happened the day of the shooting and only as background explanation. Okay. So he, like, kind of vetoed that. Tried to yeah. find a middle ground. Yeah. Of, yes, they, the jury may need to know the context of what this has all happened in, yeah. but... But you can't use it as a defence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as the jury selection process approached in October... Claudia started being prepped for the questioning she had undergo in court from That's the defence. Yeah. Um, but they had no strategy, really, other than the complete truth. So, yeah, Claudia said, yeah, no strategy other than complete truth, uh, because the prosecution felt that the facts alone would sway the jury and prove compelling. Um, they wanted to focus on the crimes, not the couple being lesbians. Yeah. Um, as this would help any like homophobic members of the jury, hopefully, to identify or empathise with Claudia and Rebecca as people and like their pain and fear yeah. just from being attacked. Um, Carr had various other convictions and was not a defendant who inspired the benefit of the doubt. Plus, he had confessed. <laughs> and he's got two conflicting defences. <laughs> yes. Um, this seemed to have occurred to the defence as well. <laughs> um, the Wednesday before jury selection... They wished to propose a settlement offer to Claudia and her legal team. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is what I said at the end of last episode of, like, "Mm, we'll see if he gets proper justice. No, that that's, no. Yeah, it's still letting him have something on his terms. He's Um, still got control in that situation, and I don't like that. No, arrangements to meet in Gettysburg the next day were made uh, so they could meet face-to-face, along with the district attorney, Roy Kiefer. Uh, t- <laughs> kefir is a lovely soured milk drink. That's kefir, isn't it? I call it kefir. Oh, <laughs> it just makes me think of the um, boyfriend of Janelle's in Teen Mum. Oh God, was he called kefir? Yeah, oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> it was technically like Kefir's decision whether they accepted the offer or not, but he wanted to make his decision based really, on. It should be Claudia's. Well, decision. yeah, that's the thing. Like Kefir wanted to make the decision based on the feelings of those involved. Yeah. So, which is really good. I just find that. But yeah, you'd think it should 
sort of. I suppose they're I the victim know. in the case of being yeah. used as evidence. They're not the ones who are actually prosecuting them. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you also do feel like it. Yeah. It's a really tough it's one. It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the defence were offering to accept a conviction of first-degree murder with a life sentence and no possibility of parole. So he wanted the death sentence taken off the table. Yes. Um, in return for them withdrawing their call for the death sentence. And also, in this bit, I really don't like, also not to pursue a conviction regarding the attempt on Claudia's life. But he tried to kill both of yeah. them. And I get, for the prosecution, yes, he's away for life. But it just feels horrible that what he's done to her hasn't been acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And... I'm sorry, maybe he should have thought about not wanting the death penalty when he decided to literally inflict the death penalty on two innocent women. Exactly, yeah. You don't get to choose that about yourself when you're happy to hand it out. Exactly. Oh, I'm scared I don't want to die. Neither did they. Yeah. And they've done far, far less to deserve it than you. Yeah, they've done nothing to deserve it. Yeah. But yeah, um... Like, even if they'd literally fornicated right in front of you, yeah. they still don't deserve that. No, if they, if you had a wife and they took her off to have a lesbian relationship with... As long no as one. the wife was cool with her. <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah, not like abducting <laughs> exactly. someone. But, yeah, but... No, I, you don't get Nobody do gets to choose who lives or dies. As Gandalf says. Yeah, exactly. That is not for you to decide. Exactly. So many wise words from Tolkien. I know. I still haven't decided on a Lord of the Rings tattoo to, like, symbolise my masters being done. I still want to get my Lamers and Rab tattoo. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) We are just trying to literally break up this soul-crushing case. Yep. So, yeah. All of those um, offers? Or more like, please? I don't really see it as an offer. I see it more as them being like, please, could you do this? Please, please, I don't want to die. It was clear the defence had... It's just a little fucking Yeah, they have no cards in their hand. Yeah. Um, a lengthy discussion ensued. <sighs> Things like, how likely was it that Carl would be convicted of first-degree murder by a jury as opposed to a lesser conviction that might result in just, like, ten years to serve? Yeah. Or even if a first-degree murder charge was put forward, how likely was a death sentence anyway? And you've got to... Yeah. It's got to be going through your mind that you don't want them out to yeah. be able to do this to That's anyone else. That's the thing. That's the thing, yeah. And equally, it was sort of people were saying, how did it affect Claudia to imagine dropping the charges against him yeah. for shooting her? Uh, but also, did life without parole really mean that in Pennsylvania? Yeah. All these different... Because we all know life without parole does not mean life oh, no. in this country. Like in England, life is like, I don't know, 20, 30 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You could murder someone in your young adult years and you'll be out before you've retired. Yep, Exactly. Um, these convoluted thoughts and more just like swirled around in the conversations. Yeah. Um, the police involved in the discussion cautioned against relying on the jury to do what seemed a shoe in. Um, their experience was that the jury will always surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> um, despite this though, everyone just felt like we've got them. Like they've got nothing. Um, the defence wanting this deal suggested that they were aware that they had no real defence. Um, and also, did Claudia need to hear him convicted as guilty regarding her and Rebecca's attack? Yeah. Um, Claudia discussed the predicament with Rebecca's father. Um, and That's he, so lovely that she still got or still yeah, had that relationship I with know, them. Yeah. He didn't seem to want to accept any plea deal from the man who'd killed his daughter. I can, yeah, oh, understand oh, that. Yeah. He hadn't known that Rebecca was in a lesbian relationship oh, or that she was a tall non-heterosexual before the aftermath. It. Yeah. He just oh, accepted it and just wanted amazing. her to get justice. And so she's shame that she couldn't, that she obviously didn't feel, that didn't sort of come out the closet to him yeah i know that's thing just it's people struggle with that now i know but oh he sounds like he'd have been such a supportive dad yeah um the only resolution that he would be happy with was the death penalty being used on his eldest daughter's killer um claudia says like what he wanted really was revenge yeah um and i i can't really fault him for that it's understandable it's what i've said before it's why there's the justice system there because it takes away it should be there to take away from the families and victims and that because of course you want revenge yeah 
Um, Claudia also talked to her family and others back home. Um, contrary to Leon, Rebecca's father's wishes, she was thinking that the right thing to do was accept the deal. Yeah. Not to, like, not to accept it. It was just too risky. Like, she was too afraid of the possibility of him getting off. So just, yeah, yeah. putting him away where he can't hurt yeah. anyone else. exactly. Uh, these feelings were shared by the majority of those involved. So Roy Kiefer scheduled an adjudicated trial for 1pm that afternoon. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's been several days in between yeah. the proposal. and But once yeah. they decided yeah. to accept it, it was that scheduled afternoon. that day. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, just like that, the court proceedings wrapped up. In the adjudicated trial, Carr had to respond to the judge acknowledging acceptance of the deal and what that entailed. Claudia found it really weird hearing his voice after the only words she'd ever heard him say were see you later and are you lost already months before to her and Rebecca. Um, He had just like this leaden, dull voice. Yeah. Um, After Claudia read a prepared statement at a press conference... Oh, and God. in it, Claudia said that life imprisonment felt like the appropriate response for what he had done. Um, though Claudia also acknowledged how disgraceful it was that Carr could have used hers and Rebecca's sexuality as a defence if the judge hadn't ruled against it. I know I keep saying it, but I'm just in awe of how strong she is. Not yeah. only to be able to read that and not go to pieces <laughs> in front of everyone, but yeah. to also be able to stand there and say... It's not okay that you yeah. could have done that. To have that strength to still be saying, it's not quite, the justice system isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of pointing out the flaws in it and it's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, life just, yeah, once more continued on. Um, Claudia continued with her studies and her job. Her friend Gina was pregnant and she gave birth to a son. Oh. Ugh. Taylor Thomas Warren Kolb. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the seasons changed. As well as this, the appeals for Carr's conviction began, though. God, of course you got the whole appeal. Yeah. Which I completely get. And no, yeah. yeah, we need that. You but do. when people are pieces of shit, when they are human sacks, it's, it's just so... horrible that it keeps people that have done it mm. and are guilty and just keeps their victims or their victim yeah. families reliving it and unable to exactly. sort of fully move on. Yeah. Um, because Carr hadn't been arrested for the murder slash attempted murder, but had been questioned surrounding this crime, and the law states that a suspect needs to know what crime they're being questioned about, the evidence of the gun being allowed as evidence might be questionable. Uh, the evidence of the gun being allowed as evidence. Sorry, guys, I wrote that poorly. <laughs> Don't people are going to be like, and you're an English teacher. <laughs> um, also, the defence attorney wanted Carr's charges reduced to manslaughter, but he pled guilty. Oh yeah, to first but, degree. Oh, this, the reasoning is beautiful. He wanted it reduced to manslaughter because. He had gone into the woods to get away from the evils of the world like lesbianism and sex and women and therefore shouldn't be held accountable for reacting as he did. Well, maybe he shouldn't follow two women and lesbians around for a whole day. And also, like, what, misogyny is allowed as a murder defence now? But... (laughs) Like, he could have carried on walking and been away from anything. Yeah, if he was that horrified, yeah. Oh, yeah, but (laughs) Judge Spicer responded to this with acidity. Good. He wrote a response in which he said the evidence suggested the women were the ones going out to the woods to escape. Aww, and that they went that. Yeah, and that they went out of their way to try and achieve solitude and be out of the way. Like, I don't <laughs> love that they felt they had to go no. out there to escape, but I love almost like his like snarky reply back. Yeah. Just like, don't try that bullshit. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that Exactly. Were. He went on to draw attention to the amount of other evidence that would admit that was admissible. He also said... I always think admissible means that you can't have it in court oh, when it's the exact yeah, opposite. I always think that, yeah. He also said that, uh, quote, at the first glance of what Carr contends was evil, however, he eagerly pursued it for a better view. Yes. Yeah, a person who intentionally kills a stranger should not be able to expect lessened punishment because of revulsion or disapproval of yes. the victim's conduct. It's like, <laughs> mate, we're pretty revolted and disgusted by you. Yep. So, exactly, you know, and you didn't you, want the death penalty. Exactly, so. you pled that we can't kill you for that reason. So. Yeah, yeah. 
On the 17th of May 1989, so pretty much exactly a year after the attack, the sentencing proceedings were carried out. Claudia and Leon, Rebecca's father, uh, read victim impact statements. Part of Claudia's is in her book, so you can go and read some of what she wrote. And I just have me sobbing. I haven't put it in because I don't think I could read it out. No. Um, uh, In it, though, as in her first statement after the adjudicated trial, Claudia once again said that she was disappointed in the defence for trying to use hers and Rebecca's sexuality as a defence and trying to blame them for Carr's attack. I just don't get how you could. Like, you can't say, okay... I fancy this person, but they're in a relationship with someone else, which I find horrifying. Mm. So you know what? I'm that pissed off and angry. The fact that they're in a relationship, I'm just going to murder the both of them. Yeah. And you wouldn't get like that being a credible defence at no, all. No, exactly. The gay panic defence, I just think, is so fucking just... Trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like literal people trash. Mm-hmm. But in the aftermath of the proceedings, and as time passed once again... Claudia says she considered becoming a professional activist, but she actually wanted to focus on herself and prioritise herself. Yeah. She wanted to be an architect rather than give her life over to activism and lose her life's whole trajectory because of what Carr had done. See, again, that is so strong. Yeah, like she's already lost one future and she's just like, I'm not losing all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And to have that self-care and like, no, I need to have time to be me and sort of being yeah. like this tragedy has happened to me but that doesn't it doesn't define her yeah and almost yeah. like i imagine you're gonna have to deal with some guilt of well should i be making this my life's work mm. to yeah. protect others and me and to be yeah. able to be no why should my life get further fucked up yeah exactly yeah so no she focused on herself and her masters in architecture yeah but she did make activism part of her life though she fitted it in um she started and again i just i can't imagine the strength she started giving presentations on the attack um some of these took place in colleges and she would be approached by students with various questions Depressingly, she once got asked by a heterosexual woman how she could minimise her own danger because she feared that the way she was affectionate with friends might lead to a misguided homophobic attack. Like, yeah. What? So she said questions and scenarios like this just really upset her because it exposed, like, also a very real truth that attacks weren't limited to gay and lesbian people. Yeah. It highlighted just so much, like, those harsh confines of society's norms and rules and how scared everyone living within those is. Like, and, like, people feel that they can't step foot outside those boundaries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Through her talks and presentations, Claudia was consistently, though, praised for bringing awareness to the issues she did, because her story and Rebecca's story challenged stereotypes and misconceptions, and it broadened people's views on who could be victims. Yeah. Um, After this, I couldn't find anything out about Carr and whether he's still alive, but who gives a shit? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Hopefully he's still in prison, locked up, and not seeing... Exactly. I did find his defense attorney, Michael George, tried to run for Supreme Court of Pennsylvania as a Republican in 2015. Oh, God, those poor his, oh no, his avid defense of Carr utilizing tactics that felt morally dubious got in the way of this and he wasn't successful. Yay, Pennsylvania! Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from there, I think Claudia's pretty much living her life, which I'm so glad about. Uh, <laughs> if nothing else, that's the biggest fuck you to Carr. Who tried to take that away from her. Definitely. But she finished her masters and I'm gonna cry again. Though she didn't really go uh, back to the university very much during this, every time she did, she could sort of relive the times there with Rebecca oh. Oh, and see her there in her mind. And this was like a really welcomed experience bringing Rebecca back to life for her for a little while. Oh. Oh. So yeah, that was just like a really nice thing about when she did go back there yeah um sort of bittersweet yeah um the wounds from what car did obviously do still live on though um she had ptsd following on from 1988 again no shit. yeah and this has affected her life extensively 
Claudia mentions as her book draws to a close, and I know you and I just hate things like this happening. None of her close friends go camping and backpacking anymore. Oh, God, oh, no. Yeah. See, that should never be taken away no, from anyone. Like, that should never happen. Um, yeah. Life's there for living, and you shouldn't have it diminished at all because no. of pieces of shit. Exactly. I, I love camping. I know you yeah. love camping. To not feel... To not feel to safe, not feel safe enough out. to do that. Yeah, I, just uh, how dare he? Yeah. Um, but so much good, ironically for Carr, um, has also stemmed from his attack, inciting Claudia to take a role in gay activism. Um, she's been part of introducing countywide outlawing of discrimination based on sexual preference in New York. Um, oh. God, I can't get through all of this. Children are being raised uh, in families where the mothers are legally homosexual. And uh, she says that in spite of the risk involved, they have refused to compromise on lesbian visibility. Uh, But also, I think this is a really big positive. Other than that, I don't really know much about Claudia's life nowadays, and I'm really glad because she's, she's yeah, yeah she's reclaimed some of that privacy. She's that, not always in the media yeah. and if recognized. It, yeah. and... If it weren't for Car, she'd never have given a thought to that, and we should have never known hers and Rebecca's names. Yeah. Like they should have just had that life together, like being ugh. known to those that are close. Yeah, to not, yeah. Ooh. Not known by so, two yeah. people that are thousands of miles away in yeah, England. Like. Exactly. But yeah, just to sum up, um, this might be a bit garbled, I don't know, trying to make sense of all my feelings surrounding it. Um, I think that her story and Rebecca's story, to me, is also just like an incredible reminder of how many strong people there are in the world and how ordinary people can make such positive change and I don't know pain whilst awful Claudia so shows it doesn't have to be the end I think so often the media likes to focus on the survivors of such awful things and almost like pedestalize them treating them like they're stronger than the rest of us or something and I'm not saying we shouldn't celebrate these people but that there's almost I feel like there's a crass kind of stardom that gets created it allows us to other the victims of crimes and it's positive it's meant positively but we act like something in them sets them apart and to me that's just another form of people wanting to believe it couldn't happen to them it's like when people other the people that do it yeah and it's, think that, the, yeah. that there, there's just some unknown evil force that's yeah. sort of causing it. Mm, it's like some othering of like, oh, yeah. but they're str- they're stronger than I could ever have been. They should never have had to be. Yeah. Like they, they're you have normal to be, people. What yeah. other choice do you have? Yeah, exactly. I think um, Claudia and Rebecca's lives they really bring home the truth that you can do nothing wrong and still be in that position. And you're just a person. And I think, although that's really scary, I think it's also what leads to change and it challenges the victim blaming that still happens today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the case. It's crazy, <laughs> the similarities between Claudia and Rebecca and their story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sort of Mary Vincent sort of when I my yeah last your case last case yeah yeah sorry I've monopolized this month haven't I, I know. <laughs> but yeah it's crazy it's sort of I as you were going through it the similarities I was just like mm. oh that's really similar and that's yeah really similar. when you were so doing it um a few weeks ago I kept just thinking like oh wow that's really yeah like that's gonna come up again in my case yeah. and I know we've listened to um Morbid and Ash and Elaine are doing it and they're just like oh my god this is so similar to my case next week and I was just like how, how does that work when you haven't planned it yeah but oh but, my god but it, it happens it happens yeah. <laughs> yeah oh but yeah I hope you guys have found that really like an interesting cover of the case and sort of that it's inspired you in a in a way to yeah just think the people that do incredible things in the world just started off as regular people 
And also that with the rising costs at the moment, you have not gone through too many boxes of tissues. Yeah, exactly. Like, that shit's expensive at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have cried as much as us, but if you have, I'm sorry, drink some water. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been, yeah, absolutely sobbing. Yep. There's oh. definitely, I think you may notice at points, me being quieter than normal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I literally just can't speak. Yeah. I was at the end of this full on crying you just had to sit next to me whilst I'm literally just tears rolling down but my then face I'm like I can't say anything because yeah. I'm worse yeah oh but yeah um and well then, oh I've got the um if anyone does want to you know us sponsor us any adverts or anything you can find us at podbean.com forward slash the weird sisters podcast ads and that's weird with W-Y-R-D. Yeah, weird with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone, yeah, any companies, any people with products would like to sponsor us, have an ad, please, like, that would be awesome. It, it would really be amazing. Would. It we, would, yeah. I think really validate some of what we're doing. Yeah, it'd make us feel like, okay, we are actually doing some work that people genuinely People actually see. find it interesting to listen yeah. to us. Yeah, and, like, we both do work full-time and, have very busy lives outside of it like we don't get money off of this um and it, yeah it has started because yeah. we enjoy it yeah it started but. from just such a passion and us sort of not it's gonna sound really vain but sometimes talking to each other and saying oh if only they'd done this if they'd yeah. talked about that um, maybe we should give it a go yeah and but, yeah, but to keep it going at some point, it'd be great if some people just like validate that. Especially because um, I think us. at the moment that, you know, you can definitely easily find that you think that you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, like, uh, knowing that people are listening to us would be amazing. Yep. And we really just so appreciate all of you who are. Um, we do appreciate we all you guys yeah. that do listen. We never expected to have the number of people listening that we do have. God, no, we thought it would just be our friends and family begrudgingly being forced to listen to us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Um, we'll see you. See you next week for a, an L case this yeah. time because you're probably sick of hearing me crying. <laughs> and I'll be lovely and tanned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. bye. you've been listening to the The weird Weird sisters Sisters. thanks for giving us a listen um hopefully you're enjoying it and will give us a like a share and yeah yeah review tell your friends please 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 yeah (laughs) anything to help us out um and if you do want to get in contact with us you can reach us at the Weird Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. That is weird with a Y, as we have said before. W Y R D. Why, you ask? We don't know. <laughs> well, you should, because you are English masters. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also get us at Facebook, which is at The Weird Sisters Podcast. Again, W Y R D. <laughs> and Instagram as well, which is surprisingly The Weird Sisters Podcast. W-Y-R-D or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we would love to hear from you. Any sort of suggestions, comments, just want to chat with yeah. you. Awesome. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.